Welcome, everybody out there, to Divorce Recovery. Are you whistling seriously? I am. Divorce Recovery, episode 145. 145. We have no, no video today, but we're just going to just audio. Audio your asses off. because David was all sweaty from yep, sweaty and, and hot. From losing and, and I can't do stuff when I'm hot. Because I'm hot all the time. All right. Holy episode shit. 145. How can journaling help in your divorce recovery and or divorce? This is one of my yes. favorite this topics. Is, this is one of... No, this is your favorite topics. Giving no fucks is my absolute favorite. No, this, this, is, this is more so than giving no fucks. This is the most healing, All right. I believe. Giving no fucks is no healing, is healing too. You always say it's not, but... No, no, I never said that. You say that I have to forgive and I say fuck off. And then yeah. that's good therapy for us, though, telling each other to fuck off. Because we really know that we mean love you love. too. Love you. <laughs> Kisses. Hugs. hugs. <laughs> fuck you. Yes. So... We're going to start with number one. Okay. And and I'm going to be the the moderator because you know all this shit. Ah, oh, I love this. All right. So number this one is, the Rachel show. is emotional release. Divorce often brings a whirlwind of emotions from grief and anger to confusion and sadness. Journaling allows you to release these emotions in a healthy way, help you process and cope with them effectively. Rachel. Okay. Why this one's important is I think a lot of times... Your, your divorce is a major thing, but your marriage was a major thing. You dating is a major thing. So each... Are Sorry. you interrupting me Sorry. with dog biscuits? Yeah, dog biscuits. Okay. They're each, not for me. Each event in your life is the most significant in your life, right? Ooh. Oh, there yeah. you go. Good thing there was no camera for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put your lips on it. Just speak Ooh. into it. <laughs> it's so hairy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> microphone, people. Microphone. So... Events in your life are significant to you, right? So when I was going through my divorce, I didn't realize how much past shit I haven't dealt with. So I just have all these emotions and I'm like, they're valid. This is valid. I, everything I'm feeling, the other person is wrong. And that's not always true because I didn't know half the time why I was having an emotion of something or why today it triggered me and yesterday it didn't or tomorrow. I'm already anxious for tomorrow because I don't want to have the same feelings I had today. And I think when you journal your feelings, like specific prompts of how are you feeling today are really helpful because there's a lot of minutes in the day to be fucking pissed off. There's a lot of minutes to be sad, happy, whatever. And there was that one saying I brought a couple episodes ago where a guy was talking to his girlfriend and he had a bad five minutes. He made it a bad day and he just dwelled on it. So he made it much more than it needed to be. She goes, did you have a bad day or did you have a bad five minutes and you made it dramatic or you prolonged it? So... Yes, we're going to have five minutes a day that someone's going to piss us off. We're going to, we can't deal with something, blah, blah, blah. But if you drag that out, that's on you. But you may not know why you're having that. It might be because your coworker who pisses you off all the time did that one more thing. And that's yesterday's problem. And now today's problem is I've had enough. So you can drag it out. So it builds up. Yeah. Boom, so you boom, can drag boom. it out or you can deal with the five minutes. You go, you know what? I had a great, I don't know how many minutes are in a day. However, there are many there are, but five minutes of it was terrible. 
So I think what the emotional release of journaling is, you can see how you feel throughout the day. If I know your watch says it's mindfulness, but you can also set your watch to say, hey, jot down something that's good that's happened in the last hour. Jot down something that happened good this morning or the person in front of you paid for your coffee or whatever. It's almost almost like a barometer. Yeah, and you can have mental check-ins. Throughout the day, you ask a friend that doesn't look like they're having a great day. Hey, what, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just working on something. Okay. Hey, you good? No, this happened. They get to release whatever it is. But I think a lot of times when you're journaling, you now have documentation of how your day actually went. And you can't be like, it was terrible all day. Actually, no, it wasn't. You got this. You won a bid. You did this. So there's a lot of things throughout the day that are positive, but we dwell on the negative. And I think that emotional release of journaling helps you focus on when did I have my bad day? Oh, when I talked to that coworker. And every time I talk to that coworker, it's a problem. You have to distance yourself from that coworker and learn how to If you see the same thing happening on the page, written, the same things are happening, then you can stop that craziness. And I think I found out, too, the emotional journaling was I released it somewhat. Yes, I'm still feeling it. But I feel anytime you talk to a friend or you talk to your therapist or you write it down, it's almost just taking that out of giving it less power because now it's on the page and the page is absorbing it. I think emotional journaling is really beneficial, especially in the beginning because yes, you're every, uh, when you're going through a divorce, you're sad, you're mad, you're pissed off, you're happy, you're sad. Then you're sad that you regret you were happy. And there's so many emotions that go into it. And, No one day is the same as the next or the one before that. I think that gives you an outline of how your life really is. I woke up today. That's a fucking positive. Yeah. Number two, self-reflection. A little bit of Mm self-care. Writing in a journal encourages self-reflection and introspection. You can gain insights into your emotions, behaviors, and thought patterns, helping you better understand yourself and your reactions during this difficult time. So it's almost like you're painting a picture of yourself. And say, hey, look at this picture that I drew. Do I like it or do I not like it? And, and if I don't like it, how can I change it? Or how can I improve it? And I yep. think self-reflection is a way for us to figure out how to improve us to become the best version of us. Yep. And one of the things when this topic, when you sent me this topic, a lot of times it was what or how did I contribute to the chaos? It doesn't have to be the divorce. It can be how I communicated with my spouse, how I was, con- if I was controlling, if I, if I had to be right or whatever it was, how did I, how can I see what my part in it was? I may not have caused a divorce or I may have caused a divorce or said I want a divorce, but you still have to take your part in it. It's two people got married and now they're not going to be married and How am I communicating even when you're going through divorce? Am I causing a risk because I just want him to be mad at me as mad as I am? Or am I being emotional because I want them to feel the pain that I felt? So that reflection is I can only do for me. Mm -hmm. I can talk all day. I love helping people. I can talk all day. But if I don't take my words of advice and better myself, I'm not helping myself. I'm just digging that hole deeper. And I think self-reflection is what can I do better to be the best version of me? Wouldn't it be awesome to have emotional paper? Yeah. If you wrote and you wrote like a mad, uh, like a hate sentence or an anger sentence, it would turn the ink red. That'd be cool. Yeah. AI, AI paper. 
Oh my God, we're going. We're going to Sizzler. Okay. <laughs> AI paper. Oh my God, I have not heard that forever. <laughs> we're we're going, going to Sizzler. I thought you said we're going to Sizzler. <laughs> Bless you. We're going to Sizzler. We're going to Sizzler. Oh yeah. yeah. AI, AI, AI emotional paper. paper. Okay, and we're copywriting it, folks. If we see yeah. it, we're patenting we it. it. No, we see it. We're gonna be kicking your ass. Yeah. And that's a self-reflection if we beat you ass. <laughs> <laughs> because we're we emotional may right look now. Innocent, but we fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think self-reflection in anything, and again, I feel like getting it out of your soul, whether it's talking to a friend, a therapist, screaming in your car, singing in your car. Sometimes I'll hear a song and I'll sing and I'm crying. I'm like, what? why did that bring so much emotion? And then if I'm writing it down, I'm like, oh, that's why. That, that's triggering me today. And you have a record of it. Yeah. So number three, stress reduction. You just talked about that. Stress reduction. Yeah. Divorce can be highly stressful. No, mm-hmm. no shit, Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Journaling acts as a stress reliever to by providing an outlet for your thoughts and feelings, reducing the emotional burden you may carry. Also, you can destroy shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I definitely believe in one of those smash rooms. Oh, yeah. You go into- destroy some but shit. I think, too, if you, I know there's that angry text and then you're the first time you send it then you get a response you're like oh shit why they respond like that i wasn't trying to no you did and then the second time you're like if i write it and delete it and don't send it they didn't see it but i got it out yep if i write it down in a journal or you know someplace or jot like i'm a big sticky note person like i'm having this thought or i'm doing this or whatever um i'm like oh okay is that relevant right now is that to me right now. So if I'm journaling about the stress I'm going through, how can I chip away at the things that are causing me stress? A lot of them is emotion. So we've already written down our emotions. Yep. We've also tried to self-reflect. And so stress reduction is I'm releasing it to the energy, which is the page or whatever. To the universe. Some people do voice journaling too, like on your notes and your I, phone. I, I never thought about that. Yeah. So you yeah. can just say, hey, you know what? I'm really feeling this way. This is what happened. I had a confrontation with a, a, a coworker or a client or something. And I may have taken it out of sorts, so let me reflect on that. So now we've just reduced our stress because you go, I was in a good headspace. Someone said something. I took it out of context. Now what do I do? I can do better at listening than just reacting or something. But I think a lot of times with stress reduction, like one of the prompts that I have so many prompts that I love, but like stress reduction for me is how is tomorrow going to be better? So If there was no limits, money, time, whatever, what would happiness look like for me in that moment? And then tomorrow might be like, I just want to get a cheeseburger Mm because I got paid today. Yesterday was I got up. I had gas in my car to get to work. I had a great day at work. I got home. Tomorrow is, oh, I can go grocery shopping because I got paid. Like things like that. So small wins. What would if the sky's the limit? What do you perceive a happy Rachel looks like or a happy David or what does that mean? It could mean I'm on a beach with a Corona in my hand watching the ocean. Is it realistic right now today? No, I'm not there. Is I'm going to go home, sit on the couch and do nothing. That's a realistic happiness because I'm going to be Zen. I'm going to be not having to go to work, all the things. When I first started, one of my, one of my dreams or whatever was to have every brand of cereal. (laughs) (laughs) On the top of the refrigerator or in the cabinet? Uh, or even in the bed. But <laughs> every, this is every, a whole new meaning to every, serial dating. Every, you have a every cereal, cereal box. In your bed. Even because you, because you know now, you know, the cereal boxes are a little bit 
thinner. People, we are talking about actual cereal, not so, women, so, like on the uh, previous so, episodes. We are both. <laughs> but, but the cereal boxes <laughs> now. You have a checklist of cereals? The, the cereal boxes now, there's the same width and same height, but they're like a little thinner. Seriously, you, you haven't seen that? I'm so confused. What are we talking about? Cereal boxes. So when he was cereal dating, he wanted no. to have each flavor. Ever flavor. <laughs> flavor. Taste the rainbow, baby. Uh, Skittles are being, Skittles. no, they're being taken Can, off the market because they're poisonous. Oh, yeah, because too many flavors. <laughs> <laughs> they're killing people without any flavors. Damn rainbows. <laughs> Damn yeah. rainbow. Hey, rainbow. Frank, a lucky no charm guy. Lucky, lucky charm guy, man. He's, 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 he's like in rehab. He's helps you get him. <laughs> he's like, that took my idea. Uh-huh. Wow, we squirreled. Get a clovers. Lower clovers. King stars. <laughs> <laughs> Big moons. I don't even know what they are anymore. <laughs> but yeah. Stress reduction is also laughing while you're joining. Did I just write that? Or oh. did I write that yesterday? Oh, I was pissed. But where's yeah. It, where's it say on there uh, to start a podcast for journaling? There you go. Yeah. I think jur- uh, podcasting is a vocal. Because it's a record. Jur- yeah, it's a vocal journaling. Vocal you're getting journal. your shit out of your system. And our stuff isn't shit. Our sh- stuff is real. No, your shit. I mean, like, my shit your is... Shit. I let people walk all over me. I never put up boundaries. Then I put up too many boundaries. And then I put up walls. And then I didn't let people in. And then it was like, fuck the world. I hate everybody. It's and like I've a never-ending vicious circle. I've become wow, less wow. harsh. Now I'm yes, just a yes. sweet little yes, pumpkin because over of the, here. Yeah, because of the uh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. And I don't cry as much. <laughs> Number four, crying a lot. Uh, number four, problem solving. Yeah. Writing down your thoughts can clarify your thinking and help you find solutions to the challenges you're facing during divorce. Because you're you're pissed off and stuff. You can't oh, see yeah. straight. Mm-mm. You can't freaking see straight. Yeah. Even after divorce, sometimes you can't see straight. I think I've come from, I'm, I think I came from the the generation where like note taking was like, yep. okay, bullet point, here it is. Then you got a little star and then you got a one, two, you three, actually, you got an ABCD. You, you actually wrote a paper before chat GBT. Yeah, we took <laughs> notes. We had to study the notes. We had to write in like a note taking form. So now my life, I'm like one of those Franklin planners. I want to check all the shit off. If you don't know what Franklin planner is, Google it. Yep. So I'm like, this is important agenda. This is urgent. This is this, whatever. I want to chalk up all the things. I want to highlight. I want to put a sticker on it. I want to do the things. I feel like problem solving with journaling is what did what was a toxic relationship you had before your marriage or if a loved one was in the same situation what advice would you give them during their or if you were giving advice to the younger version your younger self what would it look like these are all things that help you deal with relationships not generally just your marriage um it, it almost takes a point where like it hones you into a place yeah and so like problem solving like if you know that you can take this much and if someone gets this far you're throat punching mm-hmm. you need to work on the steps below that before you get to the throat punch Right. I think the problem solving is I might have an anger issue. I might be drinking too much and that makes me angry or I might drinking be drinking too much and then I'm an emotional wreck and then I have a headache and then I'm sick and then the whole thing just. And then you have it on paper. Yeah. And so you're like, I, I think the problem solving is, OK, it's 9 a.m. Here's three good positive things. Here's three negatives that happen. 11 a.m. Three positive, three negatives. If I get to one o'clock and it's all negatives, I probably need to go home. 
because nothing and or seek therapy and nothing's going to come of all the negative speak like one of the my biggest pet peeve is people that are always fucking negative i'm like you yes are your own problem it'll never work we're doomed we're doomed the world is terrible because i had to take four extra steps because there was a hallway blocked or something like just that always negative like you can't go to them and get good advice or positive advice or hey have a great day it's not gonna be a great day because i already i'm like I don't fucking care. I'm just saying, hey, I hope you have a great day. Because I know you're not. Uh, I I don't want a part B. I'm going to put this in the universe that you have a great day. Even though I know you won't. But I'm going to be positive because I'd rather be positive than negative. So part two of problem solving is you may discover new perspectives. Yeah. And potential approaches to resolving issues. Just take a step back sometimes. Just don't respond. The little league. Yeah. Just don't respond that time. Take a take. Give yourself twenty four hours. Do all the feels. Get all the emotions. Get your questions straight. Because I feel like a lot of times my day before journaling will help me with questions for my next day to journal. And so if I my questions were, what could I have done better as a parent today when I was just so emotional I couldn't be with I couldn't be in the mind space to parent, how can I improve that tomorrow? Correct. Or if this is happening, how am I not going to project that onto my child or onto my friend? Or maybe not spill your guts all today. Maybe try to keep it in together. Just focus on what you're doing and get yourself together. So yep. I feel like the journaling for problem solving, really, if you just lay it out, like all the things that you're feeling and break it down into little subjects, it could be like, like, my tires need to be changed, but I don't, I need new tires, but I only have this much money. If I save this much money, I can get my tires. So I'm coming up with a, that's the other thing. Come up with a solution. Stop always making excuses. My favorite saying is excuses are a solution comes from all these excuses that you have. But once you have a solution, you're working towards bettering yourself. Definitely. So. And then the part B, which is number five to problem solving is decision making. Yeah. Figure out the problem and then make yeah. a decision. Yeah. And I think you make an informed decision mm-hmm. because, what does it say? Journaling can assist in decision making by allowing you to explore the pros and cons of different choices and helping you clarify what is truly important to you. I think, too, when you're going through a divorce or any relationship that breaks up or any new relationship, I was always the person, I want everybody else to decide because I don't want anybody else to be happy and I can chameleon or I can meld or be flexible into something else. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in the situation, I'm going to have live my best life. So whatever you decided, if we're going, say you got, you know what, we can either go play volleyball, pickleball, or we can go bowling. Whatever you decide, I'm going to be happy with because I'm, mm. I'm so go with the flow that I'm going to have a good time no matter what I do. I might be like, I suck at pickleball, but I'm not going to be angry Mm -hmm. if I lost or I'm not going to be. So I have a different perspective of I want if your heart is set on pickleball, let's go play pickleball. If your heart is set on bowling, let's go. If no one gives a shit, hey, let's try this. Let's go skydiving. Let's try try something something different. I think being willing to try new things. A lot of times when I was first going through my divorce, I would just do the opposite of what old Rachel would do. Like, for example. If old Rachel would only go out to a restaurant by herself with other people, with a group of people or go Mm -hmm. out with a group of people or go for a hike without a group of people. I went to the restaurant by myself. I went to the movies by myself. That was so cool. You went to movies by yourself. That was cool. I made time for me without other people because I'm definitely one of those people. When I come into a group of people, I can fit into many spaces and do my thing. And I don't really give a shit what the perception of other people are. 
but I also can fit into a group pretty easily. Mine was, what would married Rachel do? What Mm. would the mother of Rachel do? You mean the old Rachel? Yeah. Okay. The old life, Rachel. And then a lot of times it got me in trouble because then I have, oh, I'm stranded. The people left. But totally, totally different. Like, I need an Uber home now. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I would not have done prior to my divorce that I was like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Oh, let me try it. Mm. I'll try it. So number three uh, of the three, problem solving, decision making. And number six is tracking prog- progress. Yeah. Like, because you have a written record of your wins and losses mm-hmm. and when it starts getting more wins and losses, then you see that you're growing. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the things too for this one was, what do you think a healthy relationship looks like? Because your idea of a healthy relationship may not actually be healthy. Mm-hmm. Where I'm in charge, I'm the boss, or I'm the one that does all the things that my ex did that made me pissed off. So I'm going to take on those roles now because why can't I? Or I'm now in charge or you're not the boss of me. So a healthy, like when you're going in and talking about the progress that you're making, even with our podcasting from in the beginning, I was like, I didn't realize how much shit I was still holding on to or that I never healed yeah. with before my marriage, like with my adult, I mean, my childhood or early adulthood, being a mother, doing this, like thinking I had to do all these things to be the perfect human or mm-hmm. the best version of me. But yet a lot of things that I did were for other people. I have always wanted to be a mom. That was my main goal. But I also put things on hold because of all the expectations of other people. So like my career wasn't as important because my ex made so much money or my traveling or whatever. I wouldn't travel unless I take my kids. I did go on some trips with girlfriends. It's almost like like, you lost your identity. Yeah. And so I think what happens when, you know, tracking journalism, you're just like, hey, you know what? These all look like I need to go to Ireland. All these things are saying, I want to go see this. I want to find my heritage. I want to do this. I want to do that. Guess what? I need to go to Ireland. So because of all these things I'm tracking or what my happiness is, mm-hmm. I can come to the, the decision of saying, hey, take that trip. Go take that class. Go see that family member you haven't seen. Plan a girl's night out. Do these things because those all make you happy. Mm-hmm. And you also have to be willing to make other people not happy. Oh, no, you know, I can't make that one, but I might be able to make that one next week. Or I'm available this there. That I would try to do it all, <laughs> especially when my kids, if there is a sporting thing, go, go, I try go. to bring other people's kids. I'm like, oh, I can do it. You can, you go out with your friends. I can do this. I can be the multitasker. Damn. So I think what tracking your progress is, look how far I come. I don't cry on every episode. Mm-hmm. There's times where something chokes me up or whatever, but I feel like I've healed a lot and I've you seen that journey. You don't cry as much as you used to here. Yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. So I think when you do all these steps for journaling, it really helps you see. It's very personal, too, because no one has to read these. Yeah. No and there's a p- second part there. Yeah. Number seven is validation and empowerment. Journaling yeah. validates your feelings and experience, experiences. Yeah. By putting your thoughts on paper, you acknowledge your emotions, which can lead to a sense of empowerment and self-acceptance. And so... It so gives you power. It gives you the... So it's almost twofold. Mm-hmm. You give yourself grace, mm-hmm. and then you take that grace, and you use that for energy. Yeah. So... Well, and I think, too, like, what, you know, I'm... I don't really journal as much anymore. Like I will write like little thoughts of thing, a, a book I might want to write or do mm-hmm. things or journal. How's that coming by the way? Journal. I do some things, but I'm <laughs> terrible. Um, but <laughs> I have, instead of writing a book, I have been documenting my life as a kid. 
Mm-hmm. And I have been like, I don't, of course, I don't remember birth, but the stories that I heard from growing up, mm-hmm. I've been writing down. The things I've started to remember, like age seven, eight, I can vividly remember being on the street playing like they had like tomato wars. I remember sitting on my front stoop go- watching the parents give us tomatoes to throw at each other. And so that is a visual memory I have. But those stories have all been lost with my parents who are both past. So like I've been writing about what it was like to be me. Where I lived, oh, wow. where I grew up, the how I moved, my social economic. I didn't have much, but a lot of times we were happy, and then we moved, and then a lot of times we were sad. And stepping outside of all the things, I don't think we were so much sad. I think my parents just weren't happy together, and we were in the brunt of their unhappiness because of alcohol and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. My journaling has turned into what is my story that I'm going to pass on to my kids or my grandkids? Because I have some pictures, but I don't know all the stories behind the pictures. Like, I can't remember them because it was like, oh, here's a book that your mom had. And we never really, oh, this is that one. This is that one. I remember seeing some of the people, but I don't know their story. So my thing through journaling is becoming my life story. Wow. And that kind of lends us to number eight, gratitude and positivity, because you're uh, gracious to to get your family history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And with my dad's side, like, I didn't know a lot of my dad's history until, like, later in his life when we found his brother after something. My my brother's mother, basically, my dad was in a motorcycle accident when I was a kid down in Florida. His mom came down to visit my dad, who was in a coma— went back to New England and told his family that he had died. <laughs> and he wasn't dead? And he wasn't dead, but he was in a coma for three months. So he thought they were dead. They couldn't get a hold of him. They didn't know where he was. They said there was a motorcycle accident. They had no way of knowing where no he connection. was. But she was the wife, and they took her word at it. And 30-some years later, I found my uncle, and he's like, my brother died. I'm like, I don't know how ghosts have babies, because here yeah. I am. And Dang. so they reunited. And oh, that's cool. There's a whole bunch of, like, when I was a kid, my tree, my... My family tree was one side. My mom's one of 13, and my mm. dad maybe had a brother that we didn't know about like and some leaning. cousins. And, and then I had my brother and my sister and stuff. So I'm like, I need to fill this tree up because there's got to be something I don't know. And come to find out, we learned a lot, and I talk to my brother now, and I have cousins. and oh, cool. So all the things. But I am big at – I'm so grateful for the life I had because I wouldn't be who I was today. Yes, I was – I had nothing. I had poor. But we had clothes on our back. We had food. We went on adventures. We we learned things from our parents. My mom was a seamstress. My dad was a mason. Like, all these things, stonework and all the things. I know how to do them. I can figure out how to do things just from that. But I didn't learn it because I had money. I learned it because I had life. Yep. So, life lessons. Yeah. Number nine, set I think number nine is the most important. Yeah. Set goals mm-hmm. and intentions. Yeah. It's like a roadmap. You don't know where you're going until you know where you've been. Right. So. And I think, too, a lot of times journaling can be overwhelming because you want to get it all out. You yeah. want to be healed. You want to yeah. be better. You'll be healed better now. Yeah. Now. But that doesn't happen. It takes- and I'm very, what's my word? I'm very ADHD, but I'm also organized. So it's like my brain is all over. So I would have all, you see how I've taken notes on here. Yeah. They're like written sideways. There's a thing, there's a highlight, whatever. So journaling was neat, right? 
And then I can jet off or I can bullet point something else. And then that would bring up something else. I may not ever get to the original question because that's how our podcasts work, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, you yes. Know, I'll be writing. And then I have a memory. And then I either have a cry or I have a laugh. And then I'm like, oh, what was the question what again? What was I talking about? So I think it when you set goals of I need to every day write three things that are positive and three things that were negative. And it doesn't have to be, like, terrible negative. It can just be, you know, I didn't get this stuff done today because I was emotional. I didn't do this. I only played with my son for 10 minutes instead of a half an hour. Like it doesn't have to be like, what was me? It just has to be, what are things I can work on pros and cons of the day, I guess. So if you set intentions to do that, it becomes habit and then habit turns into a new way of doing things. So it's almost like it gives you like a, like a foundation. Yeah. To start your rebuilding your your life. And half the time when I was journaling, I was like doodling. Oh yeah. I don't really know. I'd be like drawing squirrels and, Snails and and that, that lends to the place where you can, it, it's a private space. You can draw squirrels. You can draw yeah. anything you want. Yeah. You, you can write anything you want. And a lot of times journaling helped me not worry, if that makes any sense. So I'm writing down what's going on. I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about it anymore. I wrote it down. Okay, cool. Mm. Next story. Next sentence. Got you. And then. It's almost like you transferred the worry to the to the to pages. Page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, and the, that. Intimacy when you're healing really, I think, is really one of the most important things because if we're not intimate with ourselves, if we are not willing to get vulnerable, if we're not willing to tell the truth to a paper that no one's going to read or you can destroy it when you're done. Because you can do that. You can take this off, throw it in the fire when you're done. Mm -hmm. And the only person that saw it was you. The only thing that the only emotion that there is you've thrown it in the fire and now no one else can see it. Or if you want to re- go back and do it. But this is so personal that it gives you freedom to write your truth. Because sometimes we tell people stories like this is what happened, this is what happened. And the truth is you started the fight or you sent a text first, but he responded exactly how you knew he was going to, but you're mad at him for responding. But you, but you pull it out of him. Yeah. But you caused that reaction because you started the fire. So they were talking about a private space. Journaling is a private and non-judgmental space mm-hmm. where you can treat, where you can freely express yourself without fear of being misunderstood or criticized. I feel like journaling was my best friend for a long yeah. time. Yeah. I feel like that was the best friend I needed. I didn't need someone giving me their two advice cents or telling me that I needed to find God or I needed to do this or Jesus. And again, especially when. My spirituality is, it's with anybody, is so personal and fragmented because of my past experiences. It was really hard to be like, maybe I just need to go to church. Maybe they need some holy water. Maybe it's this. And then I go, no, that's not what I'm thinking. That's what someone else put in my head for me to think. And then I'm like, I want to please everybody. So let me. So I think private space, journaling can be your best friend. It can be the person that you think you need to confide in. And who are you actually confiding in? It's yourself. So the most important thing of journaling is self-care, self-love, and it gets you back to the brass tacks of I'm And hurt. closing words? Journal. Journal. Hey, there, there you go. Journal. So we just talked about the 10 ways journaling can help your And if you, you can't get your words out, do a voice recording. Yeah. Do, or do pictures s- like stickmen. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. Make one of those little cartoon books. The little yes. Show this one field today. I want to stab you in the eye with a little sword. <laughs> 
it, because you don't go to jail if you stab the stick man. If the stick man stabs Dies. the person in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it hurt. And again, what's holding you back from starting journaling? Yep. You've got a pen and paper. Men and women can journal? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. And yes. It's just not a woman thing. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be bashing of your ex. It doesn't have to be. But it can be. Me. But can you be. can because okay. now you're not taking that out on your ex. Yep. Now you're not taking that out on your kids because you're pissed off at someone. You're not taking that out on the dog. You're not taking that out on the mailman. You're not taking it out on the school nurse because you're having an issue. You're getting it all out. You're loving yourself and doing something with intention for yourself. This is Divorce Devil, episode 145. How can Jeremy help you in your divorce and divorce recovery? Our podcast is not just for divorce recovery. It's, it's relationships. People, relationships, people going through divorce. And a lot of stuff that we say can be used in most relationships. Oh, God, yeah. Job relationships, church relationships. Yeah. Family relationships. Family. New families. God. Old families. New family. Old New families. relationships. A lot of these things are things like... Even situationships. 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 I still love that word. Thanks, yeah. Peggy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think... To find time for you, whether it's journaling, podcasting, hiking, doing the thing, maybe it's painting, maybe it's journaling can be other forms of just writing. If you don't feel like you can write well, paint, paint a picture, it. draw a stick figure, go outside and fucking scream. I had a great day today. Go dance like no one's looking, no one's watching. Oh gosh, he's doing it. All right, everybody. Episode 145, journaling. Have a nice day. Love you. Bye.